Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown. And golly, I am so honored to spend a little bit of this beautiful day with you. So thanks for joining us. We're continuing in our prayer series. If you've been with us for the past few weeks now, we are in a series where we're talking about prayer. We're taking this model prayer in Matthew 6 that the Lord has given us through his son, Jesus, of when you pray, pray like this. So over the past few weeks, we've learned so many different things through the stories our friends have shared with us. And we're going to continue in that today with our friend, Michael. Michael is chatting with us about verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Michael shares with us how he has seen the Lord be his provider, his daily bread, his nourishment in and through every season of his life. It has not always been easy, but the Lord has always been there and never let him go hungry, spiritually or physically. The Lord is so good and he is closer than a brother and closer than our next breath. And this conversation was so fun. Michael is an amazing brother in the Lord that I'm so grateful to share with you. So I pray this conversation blesses you and let's dive right in. Michael Weitzman, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith and Friends. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Georgia. We've been having so much fun, y'all. We've literally been talking (laughs) for probably, has it been like two two hours? hours, Literally. We've just been having so much fun catching up about life and talking about Jesus. And so I'm seriously so expectant for this conversation, like where the Lord wants to lead it. But as y'all know, if you've been keeping up on the podcast, we're here in a prayer series talking about this model prayer that Jesus gave us as an outline of how to pray. And so when I was talking to Michael, I knew the Lord had laid Michael on my heart to just hang out with and Mm. chat with. But I I had a couple options of like, hey, does this resonate with you? Because I want it to be something that like the Lord's speaking to you, obviously, instead of just saying, you know, I heard from the Lord. I want you to hear from the Lord, you know, (laughs) obviously. So um, he said, yeah, give us this day our daily bread. I would love to talk about that. So we're going to get into that in a minute. But Michael, tell all of our friends a little bit about Michael. Like, y'all, Michael and I met at camp, which was so fun. But we didn't officially like meet till really after that. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually true. I just saw you on stage as you were sharing your story and so deeply moved. I love how God uses his people's stories um, to bring them back to him. And so thank you for just being you. So tell all our friends about Michael. So Georgia, yeah, I'll just share a little bit of what I shared at Next Gen. I'll probably keep it a little bit less. Um, But I grew up in Southern California. Uh, My mom was 18 when she had me Mm. um, and just wasn't able to take care of me, wasn't able to provide. Um, She actually grew up in the foster system herself. Mm. So because of that, like just had no way to like know how to do that. And so I quickly entered the foster system and grew up in the foster system until I was 17 and a half years old, 12 homes later. Just kind of found myself in a place where I was hopeless. Yeah. Um, just wondering, like, I believe, like, God is capable of redeeming anyone's story. Um, but I didn't see how he was going to do it with mine. Right. And at 17 and a half years old, I just vividly remember Jesus, like, stepping in, miraculously changing my life, permanently altering the trajectory of it. Um, and so I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma from Los Angeles, California. Whoa, so, big change. Yeah. Yeehaw so, <laughs> change. All I imagined was like dirt roads, horses, and tumbleweeds going down the road. And mm-hmm. I was right. No, no, I'm playing. I'm, <laughs> One so. stoplight. One stoplight town. <laughs> so I moved to Tulsa and Jesus has just been so faithful to yeah. me. Um, and so now I still live in Tulsa. I attend Oral Roberts University. Um, and yeah, just been living life, trying yeah. to glorify him. Absolutely. And you're doing that. It's so neat to see just what the Lord has done. He's been so faithful and like he has been your daily bread in and out of every season. And it's 
it's exciting to see what he's going to continue to do because he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. And so yeah. it's just so beautiful. And so, Michael, you're in college, but also like while we're literally in the season of recording this podcast, you're on tour with Chris Tomlin. That's fun. I mean, yeah. you're doing all these things to just glorify the Lord. But man, take me back. Daily bread. This is you know, something that you've experienced in many different seasons. How have you seen that be um, your provision? Yeah. Well, you know, Georgia, I think that bread, like in the Bible, even like yeah. when God says that he's our daily bread, that he's our portion. Yeah. Like, I think that it can refer to like various levels, yeah. right? Like it can honestly serve many different uh, things in our, in our life. And so the earliest memory that I have of this, the earliest need mm-hmm. I had was honestly as a foster child. Mm. Uh, I was living at my sixth home. Uh, I was three to five years old and I would roam the streets often. And the way I survived was begging for food at gas stations and fast food restaurants because food wasn't provided to me half the time. And, and I remember knowing like what I'm living through right now is like not okay. Like this isn't what a kid should be going through. I had no idea what it was supposed to look like. And so yet God is so faithful that even as a three and a half years old begging for food on the street, like he provided, like always. I didn't go hungry. Like I always had enough more than enough. Sometimes I was so fat as a kid. Like, <laughs> Wait, <so> really? <laughs> I was a chunker. You were yeah. a chunker. I was like a hundred pounds when I was five. Like wow. I was a beast. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, but like God provided, yeah. um, many times with candy bars and Del Taco, but he provided. And yeah, so yeah. anyways, I remember at five years old, Georgia, when I recognized that this was not what family was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. I would pray every single night before I went to bed, I'd get on my, my knees next to my bed and mm-hmm. I would say, dear Jesus, give me a mommy and a daddy. Mm. Like, that's all I wanted. Yeah. And he did it. Like I got adopted mm. at five and a half years old. And like the prayer request got answered. And as I begin to look at like, what does that mean for him to give us our daily bread? Like, I really think that like what it's talking about is like, give us what we need. Like as the father that he is, like he knows what we need before we ever can think it. Mm -hmm. And so like at first, like my need was just food. Like I just needed practically, I needed food. But we all need more than just like the physical things that our body needs to survive. And yeah. so God then provided me family relationship. Um, and you know a little bit about my story, but 10 years later, mm-hmm. um, after living with this family, I actually left uh, and went back into the foster system. A, a variety of circumstances popped up that yeah. just made it not the best place for me to be. Yeah. And um, went back into the foster system again, like four more homes, hopelessness, desperation. And I just found myself at the pit of my despair, Mm -hmm. like found myself at the bottom, like at the depth of all the brokenness that like my life had come to. Yeah. Just wondering like, where is God in all of this? Yeah. Do you see me? Yeah. Seriously. Like, like, and, and what type of God would let this happen? Right. Yeah. And again, like through his faithfulness, um, I saw Jesus step in Mm -hmm. again. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Hosea chapter 11, four, And God tells the Israelites, he says, I led you with cords of human kindness Mm -hmm. and through tides of love. And like, that's how Jesus has moved in my life. Jesus's faithfulness has been shown to me through the faithfulness of his people. Mm -hmm. And, and so when I was 17 and a half years old, I had a mentor 
intervened miraculously, transplanted me from LA to Tulsa. Wow. And since then, so many more mentors along the way. And as I think about what what's the bread that I needed, for me, it's the relationships. Like, I think about the human condition. And yeah. I think relationships are what hurt us the most, but relationships also heal us the most. And God knows that we all need to be in relationships. Why? Because he designed us to be in relationships. First with him and then with others, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like the second phase of like God being my daily bread, needing him. Um, And then now I'm in this weird season where like it's gone beyond that to like, I just feel like the Lord's asking me, can I be enough for you? Mm. Like, can you come to me first instead of the families I've given you? Can you come to me first instead of the things I've surrounded you with? Like, can I be your portion and nothing else? And so I think, you know, Paul talks about spiritual milk and meat, right? Yes. Get off the bottle. Come on now. Come yeah. on. I need a big steak. T-bone. Let's so. T-bone. That's it. And I just feel like God has gradually and graciously at the same time yeah. allowed me to mature from literally needing bread yeah, to now him saying like, I'm more than enough for you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Like I am all that you need. Yeah. And so, and I actually believe Georgia that like there is a God sized hole in every single person's heart yep. that we try to fill with a variety of vices Everything, and yet it never satisfies it's because that hole was only designed to be filled by one thing and his name is Jesus. Yeah. So that's good. That's so good. I love that because it is in different seasons and stages. And when I was a child, I acted like a child. I talked like a child, you know, but when I grew up, you know, when I grew up and I saw how he was my daily bread in this season, you know, he is the same again, yesterday, today, forever. So that bread hasn't changed, but my understanding of who he is, who yeah. the bread of life is, because I love that. I, I took note of Jesus is the bread of life, John six thirty four says. And so if we look at that, the bread of life, he is our food for life. Yeah. And the opposite of that means basically that the world is the food of not life, death. So if we're eating of the world, that corrupt fruit, it's not going to lead us to the way of everlasting. And I don't know about you, Michael, but I know from my story, I have tried everything else, right? Right. Maybe not everything else, but I have tried. A whole bunch of it. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's like, I've tried the world and it couldn't fill me like that song says. Mm, And I don't want it, but I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, good, you know? And I want him. Yeah. And, And that's what I love about you is you want him too. You've tasted and seen his goodness and has seen his faithfulness. And I think... I think that's so neat that you brought that up because once we get those mentors in our life or we get the community or we're finally feeling like we're in a season with good people, you're maybe in that relationship or in the right church or wherever, it's so easy to start going to man first. It is. Of like, oh, what does my pastor say? Yeah. What does my friend say? What does my girlfriend, boyfriend think? When really the Lord's like, yoo-hoo. Yeah. So what does it look like for you in this season? Because obviously... Like we're not perfect and it's a daily, that's why he's our daily bread. We need him daily. What does it look like for you to maybe take those thoughts captive? Of, oh, maybe I should go to God first about this. What does that look like for you in a busy season? Cause it's a busy yeah. season. Yeah. This is a, a crazy busy season for me. Um, and I think what I've tried to do, I learned a few years ago, like there's immense value in practicing silence. Oh, Sounds kind of crazy, but like practicing it. Yeah. I drive with no music no podcasts, no audiobooks, no master classes, no TED Talks, none of it. Uh-huh. I just drive. Yeah. And like I just shut it off. And mm-hmm. I just like let God flood me with whatever he wants to give me. Sometimes nothing happens. Right. And it gives me just time to process and just be. 
And other times, like I have seen God show up stronger in my car while driving for hours at a time than I've ever felt him before. Oh, his wow. voice has been spoke has sounded so clear. Um, and he's spoken so distinctly that I knew it was him without a shadow of a doubt that at this point I couldn't live without like those moments of silence. Wow. And so now, I mean, now sometimes the, the, the car drives also have phone calls and whatnot. Oh yeah. But as much as I can, I try to like just set aside, especially the long ones, mm-hmm. big moments of just dwelling with him. You know, like Moses like was the master of this. Moses discovered that when he planned when he set aside time to go meet the father mm-hmm. the father showed up oh every time he never misses an appointment come on now you know <laughs> so with that said like the same god you just mentioned earlier hebrews 13 8 the same god he's the same yesterday today and forever if he's doing it for moses he's doing it for us come on and so that's one of the ways that i just try to like very practically and pragmatically implement that into yeah. my life is just being still mm-hmm. practicing silence and letting him speak. I'm so glad you bring that up because sometimes I think we're afraid of silence. Hmm, we're afraid yeah. of meeting that person in the silence. Who am I? I know who I am in the busyness. I keep myself busy for a reason, but he invites us into solitude, into silence to be able to fill us up and to be able to speak to us because truly the world is such a loud voice, but he is the still calm whisper, like be still and know that I'm God. And that means sometimes being still means waiting. It means coming to him and just sitting at his feet. Like one thing matters and it's him. So that's good. Was that something that came easy to you or was that like, hard when did you realize okay i need to be quiet like turn off the radio so i had a mentor uh tell me we were at breakfast one morning he's like a really intelligent guy like yeah. every time i talk to him i learn five new words and oh wow so like <laughs> vocabulary yeah seriously dictionary his name is miriam webster so no I'm- <laughs> <laughs> that's good so, so seriously he told me about his discipline his personal rhythms where every morning 5 a.m he sits in his chair with his coffee mm. for 30 minutes nothing Wow. Just sits. Doesn't process the day. Doesn't think about his to-do list. Just sits. And I was like, man, that sounds awesome for you. I'm glad you do that. And I didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> good just, for you. Yeah, I went on with my life. And uh-huh. so, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, like one of the hardest situations I've ever had in my life came up. And it was also in a season where I just had to drive a lot. I was driving back and forth from Tulsa to Kansas city because I worked in Kansas city, lived in Tulsa, lots of drives. Okay. And that's about four hours one way. And I just remember by accident, honestly, just driving in silence one day, probably Mm. because subconsciously I recognized the need Mm. to turn off all the outside voices just to allow God to be heard. Right. And so I will never forget that season Um, of my life because it was the first time in my life where I not just heard the voice of God, but recognized it as his voice. Oh wow! I think so many people uh, in our generation, but also every other generation are struggling not to hear his voice, but to recognize that it's his voice. He's always speaking, right? We're always always hearing it. Mm -hmm. But do we recognize as our brain cognizant that that is the Lord, right? That that's God almighty speaking. Yeah. And when I shut off all the other voices, it becomes a whole lot clearer and a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I kind of came across it. And I will never do anything differently. And so now like I've got teenagers who are juniors and seniors in high school that I mentor back in Tulsa. And when we drive, they'll tell you, they they get so upset with me 
because the first five minutes of our drive, I'll try to turn off all the music. And you'd be like, let's just talk, guys. Like, we yeah. can just be with each other. Like, they hate it. Out. They don't do it. But yeah. I'm at least trying to, like, just practice, like, give them a couple minutes. Can you just practice? Because our world, like, has taught us that every second of our life, we need to be bombarded by not just one sound, but multiple sometimes. Yes. And so, like, I see kids who are in school and have their AirPods in at the same time. Like, how many things can you listen to at one and time? And scrolling. Come on. Yeah. So... That's just by my personal experience. And after seeing God show up the way he has, there's no way I'm going back. Mm, that's so good. There's so much we can learn in and through every season that we take with us or our mentor will say something and we apply it maybe a season later. Like I'll remember things that my mentor will say to me and then I'll be in a conversation with someone else yeah. and bring it up, not realizing as someone's just pouring into me, I'm really a sponge. Like we all are soaking up. So what are we soaking up in this season? Are we soaking up him? Because mm. truly it says daily bread. It's not, you know, weekly, yeah, monthly, monthly, yearly, annually. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> And so he wants to hang out with us every day. And he wants to talk to us way more than we even want to talk to him. You know, like you said, he's always speaking. And so I also find it interesting, Michael, that Bethlehem in Hebrew means house of bread. Hmm. Jesus, the bread of life, was born in the town. In the house of bread. Yes. Sounds like a bakery to me. Come on. (laughs) Give me a roll. An Asiago bagel. Come on. I love carbs. Let's just be real. Do you love bread? It's God's favorite nutrient, in my opinion. Come on. That's yeah. true. Communion, bread of Come life. On. He is the body. Come on. Come on. It, it, all day. Yeah. So like, what's your favorite? Like if you were to do a sandwich at a fast food restaurant, oh, like, what would you do? Man, Jersey Mike's Big Italian okay. goes hard. Jersey Mike's goes never so been hard. there. Real? No. You are missing it. Are you okay. a Jimmy John's person? Ooh, I, I have been, yeah. Okay, where do you go? Well, Jimmy John's. I mean, I haven't gone to Jersey Mike. Oh, oh, okay. Oh so I gosh. might have to try Jersey yeah, Mike's. Jimmy John's doesn't is, deserve to be called a sandwich restaurant. <gasps> when you go to Jersey oh, Mike's. Yeah. You heard it okay, here, you y'all. You gotta go there. You heard it here. <laughs> Michael said it first. Yeah, and I'm not even sponsored. That's just like... That's just for you. That's free bread. This <laughs> Maybe even your daily. Maybe (laughs) even. That's hilarious. No, it's just amazing. Like he is our daily bread. And and I'm just so grateful for that. And so to the friend that maybe doesn't know where to start, like Michael, because especially as a dude too, like where, what does it look like for you to spend time with the Lord? Because it's different than sometimes us girls think it has to look a certain way of like Instagrammable, like me and the cat have to be like (laughs) in the closet, like hanging out. Cece. And y'all, as we're recording this, she's like taking a little cat nap. on the cat. Yeah. So cute. But what does it look like for you to spend time with your father in heaven? Yeah. So for me, you know, I think that it's really easy to, to fall into like this legalistic trap. Come on. Of what that actually looks like. Um, don't get me wrong. I think there's immense value in daily reading and soaking up his word, spending time with him, being still all those things, Mm -hmm. immense, immense value in that. Um, but I also recognize that like, uh, like personally, like I'm in a season right now, like where it's really hard to commit to that. Like I get like five hours of sleep at night as it is. Yeah. And so what does it mean? You know, in life, we talk about this idea, healthy people talk about this idea of work-life balance, Mm. right? Like of living a balanced life where we have equal amounts of all the things. Yeah. And I just feel like that leads us to live lives of compartmentalizing, Mm. right? It makes us put God here, school here, church here. Mm -hmm. And instead, like what if we adopted a a different paradigm? What if we lived a blended life? Mm. And instead of looking at our life as a bookshelf where things go in different place, 
what if we just looked at it as like a circle where like God is the center of it, the source of all life and that everything else just flows around it. Like, and so for me, it's not a matter of how can I check off my time with God today? It's a matter of how do I involve God in all Mm. the things I do today? So when I talk to my girlfriend at night, how do we infuse him into that conversation? When I go to school, like, how do I be mindful that Jesus is here with me? Yep. When I go to work, like how do I do everything as if I'm doing it for him? Like, And it's one thing to just say those verses, to say the words of God because it sounds cool and it's all that stuff. But how often are we actually like just contemplating that, considering it, pondering it? And so like for me, like I really try to be in the season at least like, very thoughtful and mindful and cognizant of how is God in this? Mm. You know, one, one thing that I recognized a couple of years ago, no, last year, actually, God kind of just like threw it in my lap. Everyone is looking for what God's doing in their life right now. Everyone's looking for it. Like Christian, non-Christian, everyone wants to see like, what is God doing in my life? Yep. And lots of them are not seeing it, right? Mm. We don't see it. And one thing that I've adopted recently, God told me really clearly, he said, Michael, the people who take time to remember what I've already done, it's a whole lot easier for them to recognize what I'm doing right now. Oh, that's good. He's the same yesterday and and forever, right? So the patterns remain the same. His footsteps sound the same. Mm. His voice sounds the same. And so in this season, like if I continue to remember what he's already done, then while I'm working, while I'm in school, while I'm having conversations, going to meetings, going to the gym, like I can trust that he's still there and he's still in it. And then it's just a matter of saying, God, I know you're here. I see you. Like yeah. I want to enjoy this with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just like the idea of I'm going to go meet my friend. It's I'm going to do life with my friend. Yeah. And I'm going to show him Jesus. I'm going to show him. And because truly, sometimes, you know, you see the person on the side of the road and you're like, Lord, please bless him. Yeah. But the Lord's like, You're want- there. Yes. You're the blessing. <laughs> yeah. Like, we sometimes are the answer to our own prayers that we're praying of how can we be the daily bread and show up for our friends or show up for the stranger or show up. And that's why I just love even you, like, you're 26, living your life in school full-time all of these things but yet still you're making time to pour into the next generation Mm, like the pauls and the timothys like we need that like we have people pouring into us and so i just would love for you to talk a minute about about that because sometimes we think oh i'm not qualified enough or oh maybe when i'm married or oh i'm just not in a season or whatever when really like if today is all we had like what are we doing with our 168 hours in a week yeah and how can we pour in and so what started you on that journey of mentorship and what encouragement may you have for someone that needs to maybe step into that calling? Yeah, and I appreciate that. That's a good question. You know, I think that our generation and the one coming up below you and I specifically um, has a cry. They are crying out for spiritual mothers and fathers. Like there's a generation that is biblically illiterate. Yeah. I've never seen something like it before. Yeah, you're right. Like that is just unknowledgeable about the ways of the Lord, about how he moves, how he works, that don't grasp the very basic rudimentary things in the in the, in the Christian life. And so I became a youth pastor um, or a youth leader um, back in maybe 2016. And not really by choice, but yeah. just like kind of walked into this into church it. and kids started talking to me. Yeah. And I was like, sure, I'll hang out with you, whatever. And like it led to like our youth ministry growing from less than 30 kids to over 150 every week. Wow. I just blew up. Yeah. Right? And man, Georgia, one thing that I took away from that season 
is at every moment of, in your life, you are building a kingdom. Yes. I want to build only one. Come on. And so uh, I'm a software engineer for work. And so God's blessed me financially with that. And so what that means is like every dime that I made poured into the youth ministry. Wow. And so I remember this one time uh, I wanted to get a bunch of new kids to church. I was just like, let's get this thing to grow, you yeah. know? And so because it's fun to go with your friends oh, yeah. to experience Jesus together. And so I posted on Snapchat. That's what I would use to communicate with my students. I posted on Snapchat on a Tuesday night. Hey, whoever can get five new friends to church tomorrow, I'll buy you a mega ride pass for the Tulsa State Fair. Okay? I'm like, ain't no way in less than 24 hours kids are going to get five friends to church tomorrow. Uh-huh. Okay? And so I show up the next night, and I could not see the walls in the room because it was just kids. Stop! It was teeming with kids. I had to buy like eight mega ride passes the next day. I was broke as a joke uh-huh. after it. But the kingdom of God is forever changed because of it yeah like people's names are now written in the lamb's book of life because mm-hmm. of that and so for me i recognize the bible talks very clearly about it that kids are the future that children are yes. who the lord is just so passionate about right like yep. he looks at them so tenderly and that there's actually something we should learn from them yes come and on so i just believe i remember just how hard for me, like transitioning from teenagehood to like young man was, mm-hmm. I remember that. And you, of course, add the added hardships of being a foster kid, all that stuff. It was difficult. And if I can help make that easier for any other kid, why not? Yeah. Like yeah. that's the, a joy. Yeah. So that's huge. We want to change the world, but that is someone's world. Like when you look into someone else's mm, eyes yeah. and when you look into those eyes, that's a child of God yeah. made in his image and likeness, just as you are. And so that's amazing. I mean, sometimes we think we're not qualified, but really all we need to do is show up. Right. Just be present. Like they just want someone to see them. Like just like you and I want to feel seen. You know, I remember that wanting, you know, kind of that big sister to come around me because yeah. I I am the oldest. So to have someone to come around me and say, I see you and to feel cool being around the, yeah. the older kids, you know. So I think that's amazing. So friends listening, like think about who's around you. Like yeah. if, are you in a youth group? Are, is there a school that you could go back to? Like if you're in high school, like a junior high kid, or are you in the dance team or choir, whatever it may be, sports, um, it's just very neat. And so you're still mentoring. Still mentoring. Yeah. When, so I recognized that like after our youth, our youth ministry blew up, uh-huh. I was busy every day of the week oh, with I'm sure. kids, with different groups, spending tons of money on gas. And so I just remember God convicting me a little bit after that and saying, Michael, you can go really wide or you can go really deep. It's going to be really hard to do both. I was wow. like, oh, okay. You like, say, what? Yes, sir. <laughs> so I was just like, man, like that's hard, but it actually makes sense. Yeah. And so I just handpicked like six guys and I'm still walking with them today. Like, and as wow. far as I'm concerned, it's forever. Wow. And they know it. Yeah. Right. And so like, I hope that I can see their kids be born. Yeah. I'll be at the hospital with them. Like I want to be a part of every aspect of their life. And wow. so. I have my six. Like, yeah. and those probably mean to be a couple more that get added along the way, right? right? But I recognize that I actually only have capacity to love well a certain number of people. Yep. And at that point, that like I've exceeded that number, I'm actually doing them a detriment because right. I can't actually give them all that they need. And so, to those watching and listening, I would encourage you. Like, we need you as well. Like, yeah. and you might say, like, I am like a quiet person. I'm an introvert. Like, there's no one that wants to talk to me talk to the quiet introverts like there's kids like that as well right like every one of us has like a gift like uniquely planted in us by the most high god 
to communicate to a certain type of person, yeah. right? Or types of people. And I cannot communicate well to the same people you can. Right. And vice versa, yeah. right? And so like, just go after the people that you've been called to go after. And I think that we can solve a whole bunch of problems. Absolutely. It's just one person and one step at a time. Yep. The next right thing. I mean, we need you in Tulsa and then we need me here in the borough. And that's all on purpose, right? Yeah. And you can't be everything to everyone. That was never right. your job. But you know who can? The one Come that on saved now. this world, we you know? Yeah. Michael, Thanks. this has like been so fruitful. I love this that we've talked about everything from friendship to the father to bread to actual how good carbs are. I mean, it's just, it's yes. a great, so well-rounded good. conversation. Yeah. Like a sandwich. Almost you got like everything. a Jersey Mike sub. Almost, y'all. We need to get sponsored by them. <laughs> We're giving them some there shout outs Come on today. now. Come <laughs> on. Well, Michael, seriously, thank you. How can we yeah. keep up with you and just support all what the Lord is doing in and through you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram, on Facebook, on all the socials. Yeah. Uh, M-A Weitzman. So M for Michael, A for Anthony. And then it's my last name, Weitzman. Um, you can you can pronounce it Wiseman if you want. I know. But... I was like, Michael, I always say your last <laughs> name wrong. He was like, well, how are you pronouncing it? And I went, oh, and I didn't want to say it. And I said, wise men you're just prophesying really that's right you a wise man (laughs) for jesus we'll take it but seriously yeah just m-a-w-e-i-t-z-m-a-n at all the socials yeah that's it well y'all thank you so much for joining us in this conversation and michael you're awesome please come back anytime thanks a lot georgia love you friend thank you so much for joining me in this conversation isn't michael so fun and so wise like he really is a wise man i just i just know so i see it and i'm just so grateful for the overflow of his heart and the testimony that the Lord has been writing in and through his story. It was very encouraging to talk about everything from silence to truly getting poured into and pouring into the next generation and truly remembering how the Lord has been and will always be our daily bread. So friend, I just pray that you spend time with him. He loves you so much and he just wants to be with you. He wants to dine daily with you, to hang out and for you to just share your life with him. If that's over a meal, if that's over quiet time in the morning, in the car, at work, he wants to be with you through it all. So invite him in and say, Lord, I just want to dine with you. Will you be my daily bread? And also we can pray that he would open the eyes of our hearts so we can see how he has been our provision. Lord, thank you. Oh, he's so good. Speaking of, why don't we just go to prayer right now? I'd love to pray for you. Lord God, I thank you so much for this beautiful time that we've had with Michael today. I just pray that you would continue to deepen him in his relationship with you, that he would see his ever need for you and just run to you as his father and as his friend. And I just thank you so much for the time that he spent with us today and for this conversation. I just pray that it blesses each and every friend under the sound of my voice, that these words would truly fall on good soil and that these scriptures that we just mentioned about you being our provision, our daily bread, you are the bread of life. You are truly that you came from the house of bread. Like you are so incredible, Lord God. And I just pray that we would have the eyes of our hearts open to be able to see what you are doing. Help us remember who you are. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. We will see the righteous in the land of the living God. Thank you. You have never seen the righteous forsaken. Thank you for being our provision, our provider, our salvation. Oh, Lord, I love you so much. And I thank you so much for the opportunity of today. Lord, wherever you want to take us, whatever you want to do, may we live open-handedly giving everything back to you because it is all yours. So may we truly 
come to you, Father, and say, how do you want to use me today? And if that's pouring into someone in our youth group or just using our social media to be a light, or if that's showing up to soccer practice with a good heart posture, Lord, or even just sitting across the table from our family and not arguing with our sibling or whatever it may be, or not, you know, being quick to respond to the kids when they're, you know, on your last nerve, Lord, give us the strength, give us the peace, give us your presence as we know, how can I be a blessing in this moment as the example of Jesus has shown us how we can live. So Lord, thank you. You are so good and your mercy endures forever. And we love you, Lord. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Friend, this has been so fun. I truly enjoyed spending half of my day with Michael. We spent hours just hanging out and talking about the Lord and it was so fruitful and such a refreshing time that I needed and so I pray this conversation together was refreshing for you too y'all I love you so much I'm so grateful for this community and I cannot wait to see you in our next episode so until then friend do not forget there is a song on your heart only you can sing your voice is important bye